comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No Google, no Amazon.com, no email, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. It's the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 17. This is John. That's Brad. And that's Jordan. Thank you, gentlemen. How are we doing? Wonderful. Yeah, can't complain. I could, but it wouldn't make any point. It's a long, cold winter. The off-season is in full stride, as you can tell by the missing members of the Walking Dead TV podcast. Yeah, and we're supposed to get more weather tomorrow and through the next couple of days, unfortunately. Fantastic. That's East Coast stuff. How are things holding up in Texas, Mr. Milo? Well, last week it snowed. It was very cold for a few days. It snowed. Snow stuck around for a while. It wasn't uh, too bad. There was a, some delayed starts of some schools the next morning, but that's really about it. It wasn't as bad as last year. And when I say bad, it's relatively speaking compared to you guys. I'm sorry, compared to you guys up there. Yeah, yeah, we are. we're not from Sweden. <laughs> that did sound a bit Swedish. I am from Sweden. Borgia, borgia, borgia. Isn't that weird? So I think we have kind of a laid back episode here today. We don't think we're going to cover another issue of the comic book just yet. We have a bunch of news items. We have some other great stuff to talk about. Uh, and it all happens to be Walking Dead related, or zombie related at least. So there's a treat. But, yeah, this is kind of a different episode, huh? Yeah, this is kind of a different thing. You know, it's a long off season, so why, you know, rush and worry? The zombies aren't in a hurry, so why should we be? Exactly. That is correct. But Brad, we do Just- have a sponsor for tonight's show. As always, dcbservice.com. I'm looking at their website right now. You guys have heard us talk about them. This is a fantastic way to get your comic books at a reduced price, and they'll send them to your door, to your office, to your girlfriend's house so your parents don't see the box on the front porch. Whatever. It's pretty awesome. I'm looking at uh, the specials right now. And while I don't see any zombie-related specials on the front page, there is an interesting genre special, Hellraiser Number 1. It's a new uh, series. It's being offered at 75% off. You can get this comic for $0.99 through DCBService.com. Did you guys uh, like those Hellraiser movies? I'm not a big Hellraiser fan, not that I don't like them. I'm just not. Zombies are like my horror beginning and end. I don't really get into too much other horror stuff. 
Yeah, I've never actually seen. I've seen a lot of horror, but I haven't seen that particular series. Um, I've seen the cases in the store, and it's certainly a striking cover image. But that's all I can really comment to. I saw the first Hellraiser, and then I saw the one with the girl who ended up on Deep Space Nine, Jadzia Dax, Terry something. Anyway, right. that one's on sale. We got it for seventy five. They have it for seventy five percent off, ninety nine cents. Again, you can get your Marvel DC comics for. About 40% off. Walking Dead is published by Image. You can stock up on the trades. You can get the the new weekly Walking Dead. Oh, by the way, I looked at, I think it was issue two of the Walking Dead weekly that hit the stands. Uh, I think it was last week. Um, starting with that issue, they are reprinting the letter columns from the original release of each issue, and they're printing it warts and all, you know, misspellings, bad grammar and whatever. So it's kind of interesting to to be able to read that and think, well, these letters were written seven years ago or whatever it's been now. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Anyway, so go check out dcbservice.com and their sister website. Don't forget instocktrades.com. That's a really good way to pile up on some Walking Dead stuff as well. And I just want to add that I did a Walking Dead search on their website while you were speaking, Brad. And uh, you don't have to be a comic book fan to shop at DCB Service. I mean, with the Walking Dead craze, you know, in full gear here, they have T-shirts with zombies on them. You know, Walking Dead 3 zombie T-shirt. There's a white logo T-shirt that has kind of like the Walking Dead main font. There are lighters and shot glasses and beer steins and hoodies and there's all sorts of Walking Dead stuff that you can grab. And, uh, and don't forget that if it's your first order with DCBS, you want to use the code WD8 and you're going to get an extra 8% on top of the discount that they're giving you already. Uh, so thanks to them uh, for being our sponsor once again. You know, I'm not a smoker, but I'm looking at this Walking Dead lighter. There's like four or five different lighters, the Zippos. Yeah. And those are those are cool. It makes me want one. I think I'll start smoking so I can use this lighter. Right. Or, or just become just a pyromaniac. Things. Right. You one can of just the two. light things on fire. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, those well, are nifty looking. I do like, partake in the occasional cigar, so maybe I could use it for that. Sweet. So... As many of you know from last show, uh, DCBS donated some hardcover Walking Dead volumes that we've been waiting to give away, and we announced our Twitter contest last show, and uh, there seemed to be some confusion. The first Twitter contest we had was awesome because Brad cut together a sweet video that everybody got to uh, hear all of the rules and details on, and it went over really well, and it was very clear. And we had a ton of entries. Well, this Twitter contest was a little more conventional, and the directions kind of went out on a tweet, and it was retweeted a few times. But a lot of people are still asking, is it over yet? How do I enter? What's going on? So we're going to extend the contest a little bit to try to you know, get some more entries and some more people involved. You're such Sorry. a popular guy. So basically... To enter the contest, what you do is you take a picture of yourself or your kids or your pet or your grandpa while he's sleeping, uh, any 
anybody or thing that you can think of that has high pants on and looks like Shane. Uh, you can be creative with it. You can take a picture from the website of Shane and put a funny caption on it. Any kind of high pants Shane joke in an image form, we will take at contest at walkingdeadtv.com. And the winner is going to get a brand spanking new Walking Dead hardcover volume one, which we've talked about a lot, which is, I think, the nicest of all the different versions that you can get the collected Walking Dead in. And we're I agree. I love those hardcovers. Twelve yeah. issues in each one. I love those. They are they are really nice. And this will be our last show for January. So I'm gonna make January thirty days has September April January thirty first will be the last day to send those in. And then on our first show in February we will uh, award the winner. And don't worry. We're not going to post all the people sending in their high pants images on the internet or Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. I guess maybe we'll ask the winner if we can post their high pants picture. But other than that, uh, we're not going to because that was a concern as well, (laughs) as you can imagine. Uh, Oh, no, you're not going to post that on the internet, are you? So we won't. We're not looking All I can say it. is if you're going to email somebody a picture of something, you better be prepared for it to end up on the internet somewhere unless we're, you know, unless you're dealing with cool people like us who will tell you up front, "Hey, we're not going to put this on the internet without your permission." For sure. So get involved in the high pants contest. Uh, it was meant to be a lot of fun and we'd like to have a lot of fun with it. So, Jordan, why don't you give us a little bit of Walking Dead news? Sure, no problem. Well, last night, as we record this, was the Golden Globes, which is presented by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Uh, Nobody actually knows what that means, but hosted by Ricky Gervais. A lot of fun to be had. Walking Dead was nominated for Best Drama on Television. And John, did it win? No, it did not win. Who did? And what do you think of the winner? Uh, Boardwalk Empire won. The other nominees were Dexter, The Good Wife, Mad Men, and, of course, The Walking Dead. Uh, Jordan, I guess you have given Mad Men about all the love that you can. Mad Men is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I have not seen The Good Wife at all. I have not watched Dexter since maybe season two or three. Brad, you don't happen to watch Dexter, do you? No, sir. I never have. Yeah. I watched The Boardwalk Empire. and What it, station is that on? HBO. Is that a station or a channel? That's a... HBO is a network? I don't know. It's a channel. Well, it's a network that is going to be on a channel. And is channel synonymous with station? I think it's a chicken or the egg type thing. Anyway, the show's very good, but it never really grabbed me the way I wanted it to. Let me put it to you this way. I still haven't watched the finale. It's on my DVR, and it's been over for months but I always find something I'd rather watch when I have the time rather than find out what happened on the finale. So I think that's kind of a statement there. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gangster show set in Atlantic City in the Prohibition era, and it has some very interesting stuff, and it has some historical characters that are the main focus of the show. But, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, 
I'm not ready to say Walking Dead was flat out better than it. I just don't know if it was my best television series. And I know, Jordan, you probably would have given it to Mad Men out of this list of five, right? Out of that list, yeah, I would have probably given it to Breaking Bad for the phenomenal season they had this past year. But since it wasn't nominated, yeah, Mad Men of those, don't get me wrong, I loved Walking Dead. But Mad Men is just a phenomenal piece of television. Have you guys watched anything in the, you know, I guess it's the mid-season premiere time? Have you guys checked anything out or tried to fill your Walking Dead void with anything new? Or I watched uh, the, the Cape the new superhero <laughs> yes, show, I remember show hearing on that NBC. <laughs> and I, I won't go into that because you and I had a long discussion about it today. But um, other than that, I've been doing some zombie reading. I wanted to bring bring uh, a couple of things up. Last year, there was a Star Wars novel that came out called Death Troopers, written by a man named Joe Schreiber. On the cover of this book, it says he's the author of No Doors, No No Windows. So apparently he's a, a horror writer. So this guy is also a Star Wars fan. So what he did was he crossed the two genres. And this is a Star Wars book uh, that has zombies in it. And it takes place um, just before Episode Four, the first Star Wars movies for you non-Star Wars geeks. Episode uh, A New Hope is what I meant to say. The one that came out in 77. It's so difficult to be as specific as possible when you're talking to people who don't take, you know, what A New Hope is for granted. I'm sorry, I'm already on a tangent. Let's go back. Um, So if you like Star Wars, like me, and you like zombies, I would suggest trying this book out. It's called Death Troopers. Like I said, it came out last year. It's really good. I was really surprised. I thought, how can they they, uh, pull this off? Well, they did, and and very well, actually. Like I said, it takes place right before Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, and it's got a cameo from our favorite smuggler and his co-pilot, which is really cool. They show up about three-fourths of the way through the book, and uh, which kind of gives the new meaning to the line that Han Solo says in Star Wars where he's talking to Luke, and he says, Kid, I've been all of this galaxy i've seen lots of weird things you know that line i'm talking about mm-hmm. and it, it makes me think that he was when he said that he was thinking about what he experienced in this book and uh, didn't i read is, they're doing a sequel to that one as well they did a he did a second book it's called red harvest same author oh right this, on. this one however takes place in the old republic it takes place um about 3,600 years before, yeah, about 3,600 years before episode four, A New Hope. So there's Sith all over the place. If you know your Star Wars lore, you know the Old Republic was teeming with Sith as it was with Jedi. And uh, it's not a sequel, obviously, but it's also entertaining. It's It's not as good as the first one, I think, but it fills the zombie void. And uh, I did enjoy it, but I liked Death Troopers better. Anyway, this one's called Red Harvest. Joe Schreiber, S-C-H-R-E-I-B-E-R. And then, thanks to one of the Twitter followers, and I'm sorry I meant to have your name handy, and I apologize for not, uh, you know who you are. They reminded me, I sent a, I tweeted a picture of the two Star Wars books, and they said, hey, have you checked this book out? And I 
had forgotten about this book. I knew of this book. I had intended to get it, but the Twitter follower reminded me of it. So I thank you very much. Anyway, this be, is called. I'm sorry, Brad. I'll just give you the name of the Twitterer because I'm. Uh, I have the page. It was PVT Giggles. Yeah, private giggles. Or private giggles. Yes, possibly. Uh, I have, like. Have you checked out Night of the Living Trekkies by Kevin Anderson? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, it is. Night of the Living Trekkies. Private and, uh, Giggles. Private Giggles. That's pretty cool, huh? Anyway, I did pick this up at the store. Um, thank you for reminding me about it. I'm halfway through this book, and I'm enjoying it more than I ever thought possible. It's uh, for Star Wars – I'm sorry, for Star Trek geeks like me who have seen all the shows. I know who Kyle Paca is. I know what a Telosian is, you know, that kind of thing. It's got all these – and there's Star Wars references in here too. Actually, one of the main characters is a woman uh, in a Princess Leia slave outfit. She's a cosplayer. The The uh, book takes place at a hotel in Houston, Texas, of all places, um, for a Star Trek convention. And things go awry and all the – uh, convention goers start being turned into zombies and it follows the, the these two main characters. It's really, really good. I'm enjoying it a lot. If you don't know Star Trek, you're going to be lost on some of the references, some of the little one-liners that somebody might say or... Hey, you people are dorks. Yeah, I know. I know. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was well-timed. Um, anyway... Night of the Living Trekkies, Star Trek and Zombies, it's awesome. And then uh, Star Wars, Death Troopers and Red Harvest, Star Wars and Zombies. Oh, and you, remember, Jordan, we were talking a while back on some other episode how in the genre you never hear the word zombie? You rarely hear. There are some that break that rule, but it's kind of like one of those unspoken rules of the of the medium. Um, in... Uh, well, in the not of the living Trekkies, it's all over it because it takes place, quote unquote, in the real world. So and, they would you know. know. Yeah, they're like, you know, at the beginning, the the guy's like, he sees somebody walking, he's like, wow, he looks like a zombie or walking like a zombie or this is just like Night of the Living Dead or whatever. So there's you know overt references, but in the Star Wars book in this Red Harvest, they actually one of the characters actually used the word zombie. He was talking to himself, you know, it was a inner monologue, but he actually used the word zombie. That kind of threw me, though. Yeah, that's uh, strange. Yeah. But um, they're worth a read, especially if you're Star Wars fans and you like zombies and Star Trek. Don't forget that one. I'm having a good time with those books. I like it. I guess next I need a, uh, let's see, a Lost in Zombies book. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> they have a couple novels that I've read. Um Nothing that deals with it in that way. Yeah, no, I, they don't have any. They don't have any zombie. I mean, the book. producers of the show, the the two main writers, uh, Lindelof and, and Cuse, had joked for years on their podcast that the seventh season, if they ever got to do one, would be the zombie season. But uh, nice job. Never got there. I, um, while we're on the subject of other zombie mediums, I guess I found out about a movie called The Horde, 
which is, it was made in Belgium in 2010, and it's kind of like one of these overseas phenomenons that uh, eventually will make it, you know, to America. And basically what it is, is, do you guys remember um, Dusk Till Dawn, the oh, yeah. uh, the Tarantino, yeah. um, there's the the guys that rob, I don't know, what, what do they do? Do they rob a bank? They commit some kind of crime. And so then the they Gecko hold, Brothers, I believe, right. were bank robbers. Right, and then they hold the family hostage, and then on en route to Mexico, all of a sudden it morphs into uh, this crazy vampire movie. Really uh, all of a sudden, like yeah. two-thirds of the way through the movie. Exactly. I've heard, I've heard the Horde is a parallel in that it's two rival gangs that are fighting like this totally separate kind of gunfight when like I guess the zombie apocalypse breaks out. You know, <laughs> I'm not I'm not exactly sure what to expect, but uh, I'm gonna check it out. It's gotten a pretty good buzz from Europe and the places that it's making the rounds. Um, it's called the Horde. I believe it was La Horde in the <laughs> in the native tongue, and. Um, It'll be making its way around on DVD, and I went ahead and uh, and grabbed it a little early, as I'm known to do. So I will check in and let you know how that is. I was talking to Bill from Behind the Cutting Edge, uh, which is another podcast that covers a lot of things, but they cover Walking Dead as well. And he was telling me about uh, the movie Pontypool, which is a Canadian horror film from 2009. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, but it's about... Um, the people inside of a radio station at the time of a zombie outbreak. So that could be interesting. I'm going to have to check that one out. Those are, those are good guys over there. I was on the show a couple weeks ago to talk about the original Dawn of the Dead. And that was pretty fun. Sweet. You know what? I guess we're, we'd be uh, remiss if we didn't tell everybody about, or, or talk to everybody about the new network and the new website. I think the last show we recorded uh, was before the January 10th launch. Um, I think, I think you're right. Yeah, so, I mean, if you've checked out HHWLOD.com or if uh, the listeners of this show specifically have checked out WalkingDeadTV.com, you've noticed some major, major differences to the website. The design, again, is thanks to Sean McAllister, our very own listener, who, uh, who donated his time. and, and uh, basically, The logo design specifically. I'm sorry? I said the logo design specifically. Yes, yes, he right, and the and the of course, Cannon and Russ of the Legion of Dudes designed the site itself, but we kind of based it all around Sean's idea, which is really cool. And we even started up another show called Media Minutes, which you can find on hhwlod.com, which is really short reviews of all sorts of entertainment. We've done a lot of movies and TV so far. A little bit of comic books. We have an, I know we have a music review coming up next week. Um, and that's been a lot of fun. And it, people seem to like the short format. So please check all that stuff out. And, this is uh, not your grandmother's HHWLOD, that's for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's, totally, it's totally new. And it's a lot easier to subscribe and to hit your Facebook like buttons and tweet things. And uh, we definitely got it up to speed for 2011. And we're very proud of it. And uh, all the guys that worked on it are awesome. And uh, so check out some of the shows on it when you get a chance. Yeah, Ken and Russ just did a, a bang-up job. Um, I was talking about it on my show last or this week, actually. And uh, Russ was on talking to me and Frank and Bill about some comic stuff. And um, we had talked a little bit about the network. And I was saying that Ken and Russ you know, basically built the skeleton and the bones and the muscle and the tendons and ligaments. And all the rest of us did was kind of just 
put makeup on it and tell it it was pretty. Yeah. That is very creepy, but yes. <laughs> that's a, that's about it. That's uh that's that's pretty much it. And it went from zero to website in what, 15 days? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was crazy. It was definitely cool, you know, some behind the shop talk. It was definitely cool for us cuz we could access the new site when the old site was still there to see how it was changing and how it was being built over time and that was definitely pretty cool. We had some of our uh, WD TV uh, podcast Twitter followers see it and comment on it and say that it looked nice. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we had a couple of the Twitter followers uh, mention the new site and shows. We had Frank Lemongello say, ooh, it's all shiny and new. Whoa, 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 whoa. His last name is Lemongello? I believe that's his Twitter name. Oh, okay, Um, because all of a sudden I'm hungry. (laughs) Yes. John, are you insinuating that people lie about things on the internet? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's po- except Wikipedia. Everything I, on that. I have correct. a really hard time coming to terms with that. That doesn't sound right to me. Uh, Groven ten twenty three. Our buddy Dan says new site looks amazing. Dan Ryder says I really like the new media podcast. Thanks guys. That's our media minutes show that I just mentioned. Brad ZB of the Watchers of Anarchy podcast says liking the site and uh, fake six pack. It's awesome. Nice job, guys. So thanks to everybody on Twitter. Um, and thanks for all the follow Fridays and stuff. We've kind of... We 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 went down a gear when the season ended. You know, we were, we were pretty hardcore on Twitter and, and, uh, and doing the shows every week and everything. I think since the season ended and we're between seasons, we've kind of slowed down a little bit. But we still really appreciate all our Twitter friends and the retweets and the... Uh, the follow Fridays and, and all that great stuff. And we're going we're gonna to get it going again. We just need another couple of months, I think. <laughs> hey, speaking of, speaking of Twitter friends, uh, turns out I live about, I, I don't have her exact address, but it turns out I live probably about 20 minutes away from uh, Fisty LaRue. Oh, really? Rock on. Yeah. I was selling some books, some comics and trades, and um, she saw it on Twitter and picked up some preacher issues from me and I could tell from Twitter that she lived in Fort Worth. I think it was from Twitter, but I said, Hey, instead of me sending them to you, I think we're close. Where do you live? And she told me where she lived and it's like 20 minutes away. So very cool. Yeah. It's funny. It's it's a small world. If you're interested in buying any of those books from Brad, don't forget to check out forumforgeeks.com because at forumforgeeks.com, in addition to finding the forums for this show and for the whole Walking Dead podcast network and everything for the HHWLOD podcast network and tons and tons of other shows, uh, Brad's selling some of his uh, trades and comics and uh, so you can pick them up dirt cheap. I didn't bring it up so you'd say that, but I appreciate that. (laughs) No uh, problem. Let's let's try this and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but... I see some people, you guys just tweeted, uh, blah, blah, blah. I see you guys just tweeted that we have sat down to record right now and some people answered. Why don't you throw up the phone number right now and see if anybody wants to call in and say hello. And that'll be a fun experience and we'll see if anybody calls and gets through. All right, I'm tweeting right now from my my smartphone and I'm going to hit send. So Operators are standing by. That would be awesome if somebody called. In the meantime... I have some uh, iTunes reviews that I just want to get to quickly because one of them leads into the uh, voicemail that we have also. Uh, we are currently at 98 iTunes reviews, so we're giving away another book at 100. So hopefully that happens real soon. And that's pretty awesome 
We've been doing a lot of shows for a couple of years, and none of them have close to 100 iTunes reviews. So uh, that's really cool. So thanks again. We got five-star reviews from Fisty LaRue, as mentioned, from Texas. Uh, Fragit says he loves it, gives it five stars. Big zombie fan, frequent horror film festival attender, and Left for Dead player. Great spoiler-free podcast by Skamikazeko. That's a long iTunes name, but thank you. I believe that is Skamikazi K.O. All right. You like, know what's awesome is that what's fun is, John, we should do this. You should like read a bunch of Twitter names, and Jordan and I will translate them. <laughs> Like, I believe the one before that was actually Frago. No, I'm just messing around. But You know, no. private giggles. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I, I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not smart. You're okay. really bad at trans, translating license plates, like personalized license plates, I think. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. You know what it is? I don't prepare, Jordan. So I'm reading them on the fly, and I can't try to sound coherent and decode them at the same time. It's just, it's past my pay grade. Um, and from Dane, from Dane Grannon, my favorite podcast, five stars, first podcast I ever subscribed to as a person who never read the comic. I wanted a show. I wanted a show that would not give spoilers. These guys are great. Uh, my only complaint is that there aren't enough episodes. Can't wait till next season. Awesome. So here's our la- here's one more iTunes uh, review that leads into our voicemail. It says, Best zombie show ever. This show is the best. I love it so much that when my mom told me I could not watch it anymore, every, every Sunday night I would sneak downstairs and watch it. I'm 12, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12 years old. <laughs> I, love, I love zombies and I love the show. This is the best show out there. So this is a voicemail from, I'm going to guess, the same kid this person did not leave a name, but uh, let's listen to this. Hey, guys. Um, I am a big fan of The Walking Dead. Um, I uh, just love it. I uh, love zombies since I was, like, three. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was like... So, like, my mom banned me from watching a show because she thought she doesn't like zombies. And every night I would sneak down and watch a show at 10 o'clock at night. So... But so awesome. I love the characters. And, yeah, uh, so I'm just going to leave the message. Today. So, listen, we don't want to encourage any young kids to sneak down and watch the zombie show. But uh, it was pretty cool that he does. Fight the power. When I was, uh, <clears throat> when I was a, a wee lad, my um, uncle gave me a black and white sony Watchman, you know what those are they had the little like three inch black and white screen yeah yeah and um i used to sit in my bed late at night and watch benny hill because my parents wouldn't let me watch benny hill (laughs) well i also came from a rather conservative christian family so i wasn't allowed to watch much of anything uh but (laughs) as i've recently told my mom as i'm older now never actually worked to stop me from watching anything i think anything i ever wanted to see i I found a way. So my parents uh, brought me to the theater to see Poltergeist. <laughs> really? And it was one of those lapses in. 
I don't even mean to make my parents sound like it was a free and loose situation. It wasn't. They were high on quaaludes at the time. They had a lapse of judgment or maybe, you know what? Information on movies was harder to come by then. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was rated R, so that was probably a mistake in itself. But maybe they thought it. Yeah. I think it was PG-13. I don't think there was PG-13 then. Oh, you know what? You're right. I'm going to look up uh, IMDb. Because I know the first PG-13 was uh, Red Dawn, and uh, I'm pretty sure that was after. Oh, I didn't know that was directed by the same th- guy who did Texas Chainsaw. I thought it was, um, what's his name? The it's, other guy. It's uh, Tobe or Toby Hooper. I'm assuming Toby. But. No, I mean, um, I'm sorry. I, I got distracted by something shiny. <laughs> What was the oh, other guy of what? It's PG. It, uh, John, it was actually PG. Yeah, because this would have been before PG-13. Right, so I was thinking it might have been R. But yeah, so just the fact that it was PG. So anyway, that screwed me up bad. But um, but I made it out okay. How about some more news, Jordan? Well, in addition to the Golden Globes, which they were nominated for, uh, Walking Dead has also been nominated for many other awards. We've talked about some of them on the show before. But in the since we recorded last, the show has been nominated by the VES, the Visual Effects Society, for its ninth annual award show uh, for the effects in the show. And I think we can definitely say that's one of the one of the highlights of The Walking Dead. You know, among so many other things, was some of the uh, busted up skulls and cut off hands and all those kind of headshots and everything like that. And the other nomination they received this uh, in the past two weeks was for Frank Darabont himself. He received a nomination from the DGA, which is the Directors Guild of America, for their 63rd annual DGA Awards. And that was for directing Days Gone By, which was the pilot. This is actually his third DGA nomination, but his first for television. So the other two were for movies. I don't have the, nom- uh, the information for which two movies they, they were, but he's certainly directed quite a few. Cool. Um, I think that certain episodes definitely the special effects were outstanding i think we i think we picked out a couple where they might have had a skimp a little bit um but certainly the pi- i mean the pilot was outstanding the quality of the special effects was amazing and i could definitely think of some other points what was that that was weird oh is that poltergeist you jerk well that derailed us I was just saying nobody's that, calling. I can't believe anybody. Nobody's called. Yeah. Oh, it's m- Monday night at ten o'clock. Yeah, People but they're probably they're answering on the Twitter though. They're like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, you're recording a new show, so call us anyway. All right, Jordan, keep go ahead and uh, do other news things. Sure. In another bit of news, Robert Kirkman, the creator of the comic and uh, producer of the television show, has revealed that there will be a new character coming to the comics. So this is technically a comic spoiler, but if you watch the show, it's not going to be a spoiler at all. Uh, Daryl Dixon. We, we know him. We love him. Played by the awesome Norman Reedus. For those of you who've never read the comic, he's not a character there. He was created for the show. And they love him so much, they're bringing him to the book uh, starting soon. I don't know exactly what issue they're going to be doing that in, but fairly soon, Daryl Dixon will be in the comic book. What about Marl? They haven't commented on that. However, uh, I know, and this is speculation, but we have speculated that he could show up in the show in a position that's already appeared in the comic book or possibly as a confidant or as a (laughs) – 
he might have already showed up in the comic book, just not named, is, is one bit of speculation. It would be awesome if when they introduce Daryl, he's looking for Merle. And they just oh, yeah, yeah. And they just continue to build that legend of like how badass Merle is. And then they can decide what to do with it in the comic. But uh, I'd, I'd like for it to go that way. That would be awesome. Yeah, I, I could see that, and that would that would derail the speculation about the TV show. But yeah, that'd be really cool. And I know there's uh, a lot of our Norman Reedus fans that will be excited about that, and hopefully they go with like some form of the likeness of of uh, Norman Reedus, being that it's based on. Oh, it'd be strange not to. Yeah, I guess I guess it would be. And I was trying to think of other instances of this. The only thing I could come up with was. Um, if anybody watches Smallville, Chloe was a Smallville character that I believe since then has been added to the comics or has been in a comic or two. Well, I know there are things in like the Star Wars universe that were introduced in books that were later canonized, if you will, in the prequel movies. You know, concepts and, and planets and races and that right, kind of stuff. Right, 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 sure. Yeah, th- those uh, expanded universe worlds, I guess, have more chance of it happening. And, and um, Brad, you know more about Star Trek than I do. Has anything like that ever happened? Like something been introduced in a book and later been made canon through the films or the television shows? Not to my knowledge. Um, I guess they have a smaller output of books, don't they? Well, for a while there, you couldn't go anywhere in a bookstore without hitting a shelf with a Star Trek book on it. But um, And I've, I should know, I've read a lot of them. Um, I, I really don't think that that's happened um i know that you know there have been books written about stuff in the shows and movies obviously but i i don't think it works the other way around uh, at least i i haven't read a book you know and then seen a movie or a show and went oh hey wait a minute i that looks familiar i don't i don't think so i guess the closest would be when they did the most re- uh, most recent movie the reboot they talked about, or I, I should say William Shatner, wanted them to use certain things from a book he had written about the the upbringing of Kirk. And I guess they didn't go with those elements. So that would be the closest to it ever have happening, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it, they even went that far with that. And our final little bit of news, this isn't really news news, but AMC put up an article uh, on their website, uh, blogs.amctv.com. And the title is What You're Saying About Your Hopes for Season 2. And they had some different blurbs from viewers of the show who wrote in to say what they want to see in Season 2. So here's just a couple of those. Bella Style Musings says Shane should either get shot in the arm or bitten. Not severely, bitten on the arm or the leg. So that's oddly specific. Quirky D.I. says Vatos was my second favorite episode. What happens when the elderly die from the natural causes? I'm really interested in the characters and hope the show revisits them at some point. And we'd certainly be interested in that, too, because uh, they haven't shown up in the comic before. And then Rob, just Rob, says, I've been thinking a lot of la- a lot lately about the relationship between Andre and Dale. There's no certainty that the show will follow exactly what happens in the graphic novel, but I have a feeling that it will, and I hope it does, too. And I, I think I can at least get behind that. I thought the, and, you know, not to spoil anything, but we know that they are connected, and I think that connection played out in a really interesting way in the comic. I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, that one issue where they joined the circus, that really kind of was odd to me. <laughs> but Dale made such a perfect sad clown, and he fit the costume so well. I kind of want to see that in motion. 
Yeah, that might that might be a neat thing to see. I'm kidding. Of There's no circus. No, all the clowns are dead. Oof, that'd nope. be creepy. Nobody's <laughs> calling. Zombie clowns. So, well, there was that in. Uh, there's a zombie clown in Zombieland. There's zombie clowns in Left 4 Dead 2, which are fairly creepy. All right, so I think we're gonna wrap this up with a little more. Uh, special news, but this time it's from Brad. Brad, what do you got going on over there? Well, uh, John and I had been talking about wanting to do something to help promote the show, so we put our heads together, still in their skulls, mind you, um, and we opened up... And we both came up empty. (laughs) Yeah. And we opened up a, uh, a shop on Cafe Press. If you go to cafepress.com slash WDTV podcast, it will take you to a small storefront where you will see our Buster logo at the top and then uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. There's 11 shirts there to choose from. Some of those shirts you can get in different colors. Some you can't. Um, and uh, we've got a couple of logos that... that uh, John and I designed and some of the shirts will have our web address on the back. Not all of the shirts offer that. Now, those of you who are familiar with cafe press may look at these shirts and say, well, I wonder how much they jacked up the price. Well, we didn't jack up a lot at all. And if, you know, I think the most we jacked up a shirt was like two bucks, right, John? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we went for the twenty dollar t shirt, which is basically, in this day and age, uh, the best you can do. So we didn't we didn't jack anything up more than two dollars. Which anything that we make on any sales of the shirts just goes into the show and helps us with web hosting and stuff like that. But we kept it very very minimal. Some of the shirt designs were already twenty dollars or. You know, twenty one ninety nine, I think, is the highest. So we're not making anything off those. We didn't want to raise them any higher. We just uh, we wanted to offer them because they're a little bit of a higher quality. Right. There's there's one I see here. The men's fitted T-shirt, dark, was uh, already twenty one ninety nine, and we didn't we didn't jack that up at all. But um, anyway, there's two logos. One is a, a logo of Buster, a stylized image of Buster, and uh, Below that says, "Been I've been waiting on the bus all day. Or sitting or waiting. I can't even remember what I put on that. Been waiting on the bus all day. And the ZZ Top fans will understand that reference. Plus, you know, he was sitting on a bus in the first episode. It made me laugh. And then uh, John had a really good idea for the other one. Uh, it's a barbershop logo. The Dixon Brothers Barbershop. Uh, with uh, two axes crossed behind the words kind of like scissors would be in a barbershop logo. And underneath in quotes, it says, we take it off the top. So that's a cool design also. So like, like we said, um, we just want to do something to try to promote the show. Any money we make off of this is going to go right to the, you know, we're not getting rich and we're not taking trips off of this at all. It's going right to pay website dues. Who knows? It might even go towards opening a, a bigger, this is a basic shop on cafe press it might even go towards paying for a uh upgraded shop where we could have 
more options and items and things like that. So, and now, you Brad, know, it might help pay for shipping out some of the prizes that we send out to Twitter winners and things like that too. So, yeah, anyway, we're just cool. we're just happy to to have something like this. Like I said, some of the shirts have our web address on the back because that was an option for creating that shirt. Some of them don't. So take a look around and um, you know, wear it proudly. I will. I'm gonna. I can't. I still haven't decided which one I want. If I want the Dixon Brothers Barbershop or if I want the Buster shirt. And Brad, what are our limitations for this level of shop that we have now? Like, if somebody says, "Hey, I'd really like a coffee mug," can we just whip that up on the site, or is that something that comes with a different uh, level? No, I believe I could put a coffee mug or a bag. You know, they offer certain products. Um, one of the main limitations right now is, for instance, I'm looking at the dark T-shirt. That's the option, dark T-shirt. Right now, we have it with our Dixon Brothers Barbershop logo on it. If I wanted to also offer the dark T-shirt with the Buster logo on it, I can't do that in the basic store. With the upgraded store, you can have – basically, with the basic store, it's one option for – each item. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so, but, you know, there are several things that, that we could add to the store, like a coffee mug or, or a bag or something, but, you know, we just wanted to get something up and uh, promote the show a little bit, and um, I'm kind of happy with these shirts. I think they're neat. Definitely. So let us know on Twitter what you think, or uh, email in or whatever, and... Uh We'll try to improve it. Maybe we'll add some more stuff in the future if we think of... We have a couple of other ideas that we're kicking around. It's just kind of time-consuming to design and figure out how it's going to work and setting it up on that end. But I'm sure we'll have some new stuff up soon. Again, I want to stress, this is not a money-making thing. You know, we might make a buck or two off a shirt, but like we said, that's going to go right to paying for the website. So, Very cool. There are some uh, women's shirts on there. There's a spaghetti tank top. Uh, there's a little jersey uh, shirt. Uh, there's also, I didn't put it on the website, but there are maternity shirts that we could add with nice. the logo on there. Zombie babies. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, And I'm always brainstorming to try to come up with a new, a new design. So anyway, this is fun. It was just a fun experiment. Yes, that it was. Okay, so I'm just going to give you a little bit of the plan, and then I'm going to send it to Jordan for his snappy outro. That was your cue to think one up, Jordan. Already working on it. So we will have – this will be it for your, for January. We're going to be back twice in February again. February we'll probably get back to the comic a little bit. I'll uh, we'll see if any other news and things pop up. Please continue. You know, Send some more voicemails, 516 468 7912. Send comments to comments at walkingdeadtv.com. We love to keep getting your comments on the stuff we're talking about and, and, and comments on the upcoming season or maybe some things that have hit you from the previous season or maybe you're just catching up on the first season now. We, we'd love to hear it. Then for March, it's DVD time already. So at least one show per month from March on will be a uh, an episode commentary where we'll play the show and uh, and talk while it's on. So you can hit play on your DVD player and your iPod and 
and follow along. So that'll be a lot of fun as well. What uh, what day of March does that come out? March 8th. Awesome. Yeah, and you can pre-order that on our website. That'll help us out as well. And uh, I'm definitely getting the Blu-ray, and I'm hoping that the featurettes and, and commentary tracks and stuff like that give us some uh, some extra stuff to talk about. Yeah, I think I've I've turned the page from DVD to Blu-ray. I mean, when you buy the social network on Blu-ray, you've pretty much given up DVDs. Yeah, I haven't bought a DVD in a long time. I think every and now everything comes out on both. I would say there hasn't been too much stuff that's only come out on DVD in probably a year. Well, a lot of a lot of uh, TV shows, like Family Guy, it's an animated cartoon, you know. But I, I hate I those get, unanimated cartoons. Yeah, I get the <laughs> I get the DVDs because I don't think I need Family Guy on Blu-ray. Plus, I've never seen it on Blu-ray. I guess like Except, the Hush Puppies would be like an unanimated cartoon where it's just the eyes. Those really did suck. Except for the Star Wars Family Guy movies. Those came out on Blu-ray. A lot of them are, uh, this is totally a tangent now, but a lot of the Blu-rays, when they come out like on sale, it's only like a buck or two more than the DVD version now. That's true. All right, Jordan, we have stalled enough. Well, I hope you all enjoyed the episode. We certainly had fun recording it. We'll be back in another two weeks with some more zombie goodness. And so until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, Daryl Dixon being added to the comic based purely off of his popularity in the show is all well and good. But I want some Walking Dead action figures. I hear the Lori in the Woods variant will be packaged with extra infidelity and a removable wedding ring. Nice. Nice.